Now, Claire, first of all, the government announced today it's going to move to change the triple lock. So what is the triple lock and what's the proposal on it? So basically, the triple lock is a policy that states Ireland cannot deploy more than 12 military troops abroad without approval from the government, the Dáil and the United Nations. And the Tánaiste argued that the triple lock gives UN members, particularly the five permanent members of the Security Council, that includes like the US, the UK, Russia, China and France, a veto over where Ireland deploys its troops. And he wants Ireland to become more agile in deploying Irish troops to peacekeeping missions um, where it sees fit. And he's asked the Department of Defence to prepare legislation to essentially remove the lock, allowing Ireland to deploy troops where necessary. Um, And he acknowledged that, you know, looking back over the consultative forum that he put together over the summer, that the recommendations from that, that there was no single consensus over how to proceed with the triple lock. Um, But regardless, he says that there was a sense that we need to ensure that we don't surrender our sovereignty and we can act quickly. How did that go down in the debate today? Very, very strong reaction, uh, particularly from Sinn Féin, who says that this decision should be made by the people and not by the government. And it was clear that there was an agenda to undermine Irish neutrality with creating the forum in the first place. Um, So ultimately, the triple lock, you could say, is considered by the opposition to be the front line of defence for Irish neutrality and removing that as a slippery slope to losing neutrality in Ireland. All right, John Cummins, what does agile mean? Well, I think, look, we've consistently said that this needs to be uh, examined. It was by the consulate uh, forum uh, that was put in place uh, on international security policy. Uh, I think the the outline of what Claire has just said there from the Tornishta is correct. You know, it has been a barrier in the past in Macedonia, Rwanda, Honduras. We actually had troops uh, that had to uh, deploy in civilian uh, uniforms without troops, without weapons uh, in the past. Uh, So we do need to be more agile. We do need to have control over our own foreign policy and our own uh, sovereignty. And I don't think it's a case of undermining our neutrality. Far from it. It's about giving the Irish government and the the Dáil uh, ownership over our foreign policy rather than other big states. All right. Donegal Air, the triple lock is a break on deploying Irish troops abroad, but it's not the only break that could be employed, is it? No, it's not. But like, I mean, I think it is a significant departure. Uh, And I also like, I mean, I think it's worth reflecting on the fact that this has regularly been used to reassure Irish voters and the Irish public that uh, our neutrality is secure. Uh, You go back to the Nice Treaty, the Lisbon Treaty, um, you know, after the first Nice Treaty was defeated, there was the the Seville Protocol, um, which heavily emphasised as a a gesture to Irish voters that Irish neutrality um, would be protected. And that was all very much premised on the basis of the triple lock. Um, the The government hasn't really explained what the nature of these deployments that we have, uh, what the nature of these deployments that they're seeking to go on that haven't been possible uh, over the last while. No, but like, I mean, I, I like, I mean, I don't know that, that there was ever a government proposal in relation to any of those locations. And like... No, no it, it did happen. But, are you suggesting it didn't? No, but like, I mean, I don't think government ever proposed. I don't think government was ever seeking um, to deploy in those locations. The other point no, it, did, it did happen. You're it suggesting did, it didn't. It, it didn't. It did happen. Those conflicts obviously did happen, but I don't think but, it's the case. But also uh, that, that troops weren't able to be deployed uh, in military uniform without weapons. That did happen. Yeah. Macedonia, uh, we were prevented from deploying uh, troops as a result uh, of the tr- 
triple lock. Right. And and if you look at okay, Afghanistan, right. only recently where we were trying to get civilians out, we couldn't well, we, 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 uh, deploy we, we, more than we, 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 12 people. No, I'm not suggesting participating in a war at all. One voice, one voice. Yeah, like I mean, I think in all those instances, like I mean, I do think you would need a very strong case for troop deployment. We are a neutral country, and I think you know, like the the one of the significant places where we have a deployment at the minute is a place that actually our numbers are going to come under threat because the government's um, the government's failure to, to properly resource and fund our defence forces. And I think we would be better served in pursuing that. I You're do talking believe about that Lebanon, are you? Yes, indeed. Right. Yeah. And like, I mean, it, it is looking as if numbers are going to have to be right. reduced there and redeployed. Uh, I do think that this is a threat to neutrality. I think, you know, in the past we've been accused of scaremongering in relation to this issue. But I think the evidence is very apparent to people right. now. So what's happening? Uh, Thomas Pringle, is, is, is there too much made of the benefits of neutrality in this Donegal area just ma- just mentioned um, Unifil there. But neutrality hasn't protected us at Unifil. 48 Irish troops have died on the Unifil mission. That's the most of any country serving on it. It's more even than France, which is a member of NATO and has a troubled history in, in the region. Well, I don't think there's any suggestion that neutrality would protect you in a Unifil mission. The Unifil mission is part of the United Nations where you're fulfilling the mandate that's provided for by the United Nations and the the country. So neutrality would have nothing to to do with in relation to that. But what neutrality does mean is that we don't go and act on behalf of NATO or behalf of the European Union. And and the kind of uh, conflicts that we'll be be talking about will be what in Mozambique, which will be coming up in probably the next couple of years, where the, the French and the European Union will be um, proposing themselves on them and where that's happening in Mali at the moment where the, the French are protecting their their uh, uranium deposits there. Sure, but there's, there, the, there's three, I'm going to just, just for the benefit of the listeners, there's three separate missions in Mali. The French have withdrawn. The first one was Operation Barkhan, which the French went in on on their own. Then there's the UN mission, hmm. which is uh, a peace enforcing mission there. And then there's an EU training mission, which the Irish took part in, which, which wasn't uh, deployed on uh, on the ground but does it make Ireland do you think it affects Ireland's neutrality uh, to to not have a UN security ca- or to to not have the UN mandate to deploy abroad, given given think, how divided it, the Security Council aff- is, even on the issue say that will be coming to later on. I the, think it affects our neutrality. I think it affects our neutrality, leaving it in the hands of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, and that's the reality of, of it. And the, the the triple lock that we have now at the moment means that there has to be a UN sanction as well for any any troop movements. If we go back to a double lock, as as what the the government is proposing, what Michael Martin is proposing where he, he looked into his heart and decided he knows what the Irish people want rather than asking the Irish people. Uh, uh, if we look at it, it would be a government decision as a, right. as a, the one part of the double lock, and that's that will be a Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael dominant and dominated decision. But, but, but if we just played this out. Um, and hopefully we'll we'll have uh, some level of uh, peace in in Gaza and the Middle East. But if UN peacekeeping uh, troops were required in that area, or moving forward in Ukraine and Russia, and either of those were vetoed by the United States or Russia. Ireland couldn't partake uh, as a result of the triple lock that's in place. And we, our troops have proven themselves time and time again to be excellent right. uh, peacekeeping Could you make troops. that argument in a referendum though? Before, I think in 1998, before, um, but before going into uh, 
I, I might be wrong in the year, but uh, sorry, in, in, in uh, before Fianna Fáil joined government, Ray Burke argued that partnership for peace should be put uh, to a referendum. Micheál Martin back in 2013 questioned the logic of moving away from the triple lock. So are people entitled to to be suspicious or unhappy that on the one hand the triple lock is regarded as a central plank of Irish neutrality until it's not? I suppose if you're putting something to a referendum, it's an amendment to the constitution. The question I'd have is, what amendment? What would you be putting uh, to the people? Right. What, would you, what would you put? put would you put it to a vote? What proposal is it? Like, I mean, I think the wording obviously would, like, I mean, has been long-standing in fair position that we would have a referendum to enshrine the position uh, of neutrality. It's not the case that it has to be um, a constitutional amendment for it to be a referendum. And other countries have referendums of constitutional amendments. That's the most common type we have. But you could absolutely have a referendum. And I think it would be right to do so, given right. the assurances that people received in the past. Like, I mean, I think... We have to remember why the triple lock became a policy, and I, I think it's also worth explaining. Like, but do you have any concerns about the role of the UN veto that Russia, China, the US, Britain, well, it can also France be, could could, could exercise a veto yeah, on on, UN, well, on, on, on the Ireland's deployment abroad? UN um, missions have been deployed and can be deployed on the basis of a general assembly vote as well, not just the Security Council. So it isn't necessarily the case. We, we can't partake no, with no, more than 12 troops. It, it doesn't happen very frequently, but that can happen. It's just my understanding of it in any event. But like, it's worth bearing, I think, bearing in mind for the public at home, like the, the double lock remaining, like, I mean, is not really a double lock. It is effectively one and the same thing in the world of majority governments, which is the world that we have mostly lived in for the last um, century. Uh, I, it is one and the same thing, and it is a vote um, it is a decision of the government, realistically, um, in terms of how that's going to play out. The triple lock, I suppose, exists because um, it means that our foreign policy is not subject to a government being put under pressure by international colleagues to participate in whatever. Is that not sovereignty, uh, Thomas Springle? Well, it's interesting that the government talks so much about sovereignty and we give up our sovereignty to the European Union every day. You know, so sovereignty is a very uh, a thing that can be obviously used by the government whenever it feels like it. And, um, you know, and the reality is that the triple lock, I think, has served us very well and it has served the Irish people very well. And I think Ireland has a very honourable role that we can set out as part of a neutral, neutral country and work and work and develop, develop right, but that. It, it, and we don't need to be relying on Fianna Fáil and Van Gael to ensure that the, the, we can stay uh, as a neutral state in the future. But, and but if Ireland needed to de- deploy more than 12 troops abroad to extract Irish citizens from well, a, confli- actually, a conflict well, zone. Well, I, have to, I have to correct you, man, that we didn't deploy 12 troops to extract Irish citizens. We deployed 12, 12 troops to Afghanistan to help with NATO and their... And their no, no, I, and, that's and, not what and, I'm saying. I'm, I'm occupation asking... Of, of Afghanistan. So deploying 12 troops abroad no, is a mute issue. It doesn't matter. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is, well, there was a UN Security Council mandate for the mission in, in Afghanistan. What I'm asking is, if in future Irish people were in trouble abroad and the likes of the Ranger Wing needed to be deployed abroad, in uniform to effect an extraction of them, would the triple lock not get in the way of that? I don't think so. If the Irish government decides that, that we need to extract people, that's not the same as a peacekeeping mission or uh, working in, 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 that, in that area. But the it's Irish more than 12 troops. That is what the triple lock is. Yeah, but, but well, well, they, they don't necessarily have to have more than 12 tr- troops to do that situation. That situation will not arise. Look, the reality, the reality is... That can that you be confident it will not well, arise? Well, the, the situation... It the situation, will not arise. The, the, you situa- can guarantee the, situ- the future. The situation... Well, I can just as much as you can, and Fianna Fáil or 
and Gael Cahan. But surely, surely the military know. No, no, let him answer that point. Surely the defence forces, surely the defence forces know the appropriate level of troops that are required for any given mission. For you to come on air and say that more than 12 troops will never be needed on an extraction mission for civilians, I think that just beggars belief, to be honest. Good. That's the response. Good. Yeah, well, look, I mean, I think, again, it comes back to the fact that the triple lock is based on the fact that we have for a very long time, and I, I think it has served us well as a philosophy, we are never going to be significant power militarily. We have outsized influence in terms of diplomacy uh, and that's reflected in the fact that we successfully uh, gained a place in the UN Security Council in the last couple of years and many other things. Our our peacekeepers have huge credibility Um, and I think that having a basis in a a UN decision with the Security Council or General Assembly ensures that um, any deployments are on uh, a lawful basis rather than the kind of military adventurism uh, that some other countries have engaged in, including some And you have no concerns about the UN Security Council, China, Russia, the UK, France, effectively having a veto on Irish decisions about where it can and can't deploy its troops? No, like, I mean, I, as I say, I don't believe that the, it is the case that the General Assembly cannot uh, deploy. That is my understanding, the General Assembly can deploy and override the No, but the question is the triple lock means that Ireland can't deploy more than 12 troops abroad without the approval of the UN Security Council. Well, like, I mean, as I say, it's in relation to um, we have had in the last couple of decades wars that have been waged on uh, a completely illegal basis in terms of international law and we have rightly stayed very far away from that uh, and I would hope, I think that's where the Irish people are and I think that's um, I think the triple lock is an important statement an important protection um, of the neutral space in which we occupy and which has served us well and I think which has allowed us to play that outside role outsized role in terms of diplomacy uh, and having uh, a high moral standing uh, in the world and I think that is better served um, than in interfering with our neutrality and I like but it, it's also been the case that uh, Fianna Fáil for in particular but also Fine Gael if you go back um, just a couple of years would have insisted that the triple lock was absolutely secure you would have to question on, on what what is the motivation for this but it's very it, significant it, it shift sounds, in It sounds policy. like Donegal is not actually familiar with what the situation uh, is here we cannot deploy if there is a veto from the Security Council and should that be required for a peacekeeping mission uh, or any other uh, um, extraction mission for Irish citizens that is not possible if there's a if there's a veto from the Security Council that is not sovereignty that is not Ireland being in control of its foreign policy. Election. I believe we should have control over our foreign policy uh, regardless of who is in government. Yeah, but surely if there is a veto, then the UN mission does not happen in any event. And, you know, there isn't a mission to participate in. We're hardly going to be unilaterally uh, intervening as a peacekeeping deployment. But I've just given the example of, of w- Ukraine, possibly in the future, where peacekeeping troops might be needed in a buffer zone between Russia and Ukraine. We couldn't so, deploy if Russia if there, were if there, against that. If the end event, and I am no lover of the makeup of the Security Council, but if the UN as an institution does not decide to deploy a peacekeeping mission, because then are we to, but, but, but are we right, okay. are we proposing? We're, we're, no, no, this is a very important okay. point. Are we proposing to participate in non? UN peacekeeping missions because obviously the, the, then what who, who who governs 
that who well, is well, there, there, there hasn't been a UN peacekeeping mission approved I think since since 2014 so that that's that that's uh, who else does it that, who else that, does that's, it that's, that's a, a, a rare event 